The following content is sponsored in partnership with Haymarket Media US. It's the MMM Podcast in partnership with Juice Pharma. On today's episode, Jen Berman, VP of Marketing at Impel Pharmaceuticals. Omnichannel is definitely all the rage. Right now, more than ever, it's really an exciting time to think about being able to engage our customers more efficiently, deliver a better brand experience, a better customer experience. And Katya Petrova, Chief Business Officer at Juice Pharma. We need to lead with CX, not just brand strategy. And in today's ecosystem, it's less about the brand platform in and of itself, but it's about making it relevant and timely for HCPs. Hello and welcome to the MMM podcast. My name is Jack O'Brien. I'm the digital editor at MMM. The last two years, we have seen a heavy focus on omnichannel enablement, not just at the strategic level, but at the operational level as well. This approach requires establishing a single view of the customer and by nature includes sales and increasingly MSLs in the mix. In this podcast, we will explore how sales and personal engagements with field medical fits in the omnichannel flow and how personal channels can facilitate data gathering and customer intelligence. A right-sized sales team with clearly defined roles for office interactions, academic and association support, and access should have a well-defined role within the overall ecosystem for a brand. They are there to provide the human touch that is often required in a very human system. Conversely, we will look at how marketing data can empower and take to the next level any sales engagements to support right time, right place messaging. All that being said, I want to introduce our two guests today. Hello, Katya and Jen. Welcome to our lovely studios here in Chelsea. Thank you for having us. Great to be here. I appreciate you being here. I want to get our discussion kicked off in terms of looking at marketing and how that armed with omnichannel capabilities can get the entire sales effort to the level. Katya, Omnichannel has been the headliner topic for the past few years now. Many companies in our industry will say they have been progressing on the Omnichannel maturity curve, but at the same time, many marketers express impatience with reaching the degree of impact that they expect from Omnichannel. What, in your opinion, are, is some of the secret sauce in terms of getting it right, particularly for some of the mid and small size pharma brands? That's an excellent question, Jack. Omnichannel enablement is all the rage in pharma nowadays, and pharma, big and small, all have proclaimed and funded significant initiatives to improve their omnichannel capabilities. But in our travels in this industry, many have different definitions of what omnichannel really is, and as a result, what must be achieved. This inherently waters down an established industry definition and muddies the waters, leaving significant gaps in understanding as to what must be done to bring omnichannel to bear, to life, to drive results. Many times organizations focus too much on the tech and the channels and forget why we're funding these initiatives in the first place, which is to improve our customers' experience. Jen, would you agree? Agree with you that omnichannel is definitely all the rage and... Right now, more than ever, it's really an exciting time to think about being able to meaningfully engage our customers more efficiently, deliver a better brand experience, a better customer experience. But implementation and what good looks like, I still think we have a long way to go. And this is across both large and small pharma organizations. Part of this is that we can only invest so much time money, resources to, to really scale up our omnichannel capabilities. We have other business priorities that are competing. And the most important thing, though, for me, 
with Omnichannel, it requires brand teams to change their thinking. This is, to me, the crux of the issue. It's it's not just about the brand strategy. It's it's really more about the customer experience. We have a tendency in marketing to kind of treat these things like they're mutually exclusive. You know, and there's a disconnect. You can have a great brand position. You can have great messages. You can have a great core visual aid, great campaign. But if that's not delivered in a way that your customer wants to interact with it, it's just not successful. You're not going to hit the mark. And learning to lead with the customer experience first is what I believe is going to help us deliver a true omni-channel experience. You're so right, Jen. And, you know, at Juice, our team feverishly believes that the times of leading the brand, building with brand positioning, only to shelve it and focus on the tactical execution, figuring out CX as we go, those times are over. We are in the dynamic customer-centric experience building, and we need to lay out strategically what we want this experience to be in the market. This work is at the inception of the brand building or its evolution, but it's always at its core. So what I'm hearing from both of you is that defining the true problem for the business to solve is of paramount importance in the context of the true omni-channel reality. Yeah, absolutely. It starts and ends with our customers. And you know, when you look at the landscape over the past couple of years, our customers' behaviors and just the access model have changed so significantly. You know, since COVID, access to HCPs has rebounded a bit, but it is not the same that it used to be. You know, Viva Customer Insights, their survey, they've said that HCPs' time and availability is down over 40%. No, it's surprising to me. Their channel usage has diversified. You know, virtual and digital engagements have definitely taken a precedent. And, you know, that has just changed the overall personal engagement model and the role of the rep. With IQVIA, their data, they found that MSL engagements, they've dropped from 75% of the channel mix in 2020 to now 35% this year. I mean, that's astounding in just three short years. And that change in the mix was really the drive to virtual engagement. Scientific communications are preferred over sales reps and the adoption of social, email, HCP educational apps and platforms has accelerated that. But then it gets even more complicated. You know, when you take another look at the data, information is everywhere. HCPs are overtaxed, right? Not just only running their offices and seeing patients, but this means they're also demanding more personalized engagement. You know, is it is it right for me at the right time? I'm really busy. Give me the information I need at that moment. And they want that meaningful engagement in the very short amount of time that they have. This is so true. And working across several engagements addressing this challenge, and that's where, Jen, you and your team came really such as, as such valuable partners. It's pretty clear that we really need to help each other to challenge ourselves to see the forest for the trees here. And by this, I mean that they still engage with HCPs and silos. There are so many teams out there that really do not see it as a fluid ecosystem that needs to connect all these pillars. And what MSLs and medical do is often separate from commercial and certainly disconnected from sales. And those times are over. Taking it back to omnichannel and achieving some level of maturity in the way we address HCPs, it really requires developing a single, a centralized view of customers. And that's what I know you've been also very passionate about in leading your brands, correlating data to better understand their needs, who they are at a segment and even individual level, and when and how they're being engaged by us. Uh, one view and one single unified journey 
to build a holistic customer experience around is what each brand deserves. Absolutely. That is that is the holy grail. And I, I do think it is achievable for any organization, both large and small. You know, it's a strategic and operational goal. It requires a concerted effort to integrate cross-disciplinary teams. You need to unify data and most importantly, really pay attention to what the data is telling you. You know, we can better define our customer segments, utilize the platforms that we already have at our disposal and just use them better, use them in the way that they were meant to be used. You know, are we all really using Viva to its fullest potential? You know, are we really maturing our master data warehouses? Are we treating Salesforce just as a you know, email CRM deployment system or are we really using it to help govern a better customer experience across all channels. You know, a thing that's a passion point for me is, are we giving our reps what they need to be successful in the field? You know, I, I see even the most experienced reps who can form great relationships with an HCP. You know, it's still incredibly challenging for them to tailor a message to the needs of the customer in that given moment, right? When they're in front of that customer and have 30 seconds to do, deliver a message and, and even down to the right frequency, right? We can assign the frequency numbers and how often you should be in physician's office, but are we really thinking about it in the right way? You may be more impactful coming in less often with a more impactful message. These are the things that we really need to think about. You know, and finally, are we setting clear business goals? You know, do we really know and understand what is driving customer impact? You know, does the omni-channel strategy really address a point of pain or an area where there's friction for the customer? You know, and otherwise it's just piling on more messaging in, in different ways. And I don't think anyone wants that. You know, and this goes back to that Amazon customer experience one click idea, right? I think a lot of people in pharma, we aspire to have it so easy that way. <laughs> Very difficult to achieve, but it really does come down to that, right? Why do we like using it? It's just easy. I can get the information I want. The reviews are all in one area. I can buy this. I can select this. I can return. It's just easy. And so that's what we need to really think about. I mean, you know, this is kind of non-negotiables for a successful omni-channel strategy. I think that's such important context to bring up, and it really highlights the major shift that we've seen in terms of, of managing that from an overall strategy point of view. I wanted to follow up in terms of what are some best practices you can recommend based on your experience in terms of pivoting to a, cons a customer experience omni-channel model with the customer at the center of that. Definitely, Jack. Let's get practical here. There are three key areas to focus on when it comes to this pivot. And this is really all about remembering uh, what I would call the first principles of engagement with the people we serve out there. We need to lead with CX, not just brand strategy. And in today's health ecosystem, it's less about the brand platform in and of itself, but it's about making it relevant and timely for HCPs and developing that journey that clearly reflects the friction points. What are we going in into this ecosystem to solve for and how we move our customers to the next best action? Personas must be actionable. And again, all of this dictates how we set out the KPIs and that needs to be done at the onset. Yeah, I think um, building on that second principle is that single view of the customer approach, right? Kati, you were talking about this single unified organization across, you know, the commercial commercial org, right? Customers only see one Impel Pharmaceuticals, one Pfizer, one Takeda. They do not distinguish a rep email from a medical affairs email or a commercial email. And if they're getting three communications from three different stakeholders in 48 hours, they're going to get annoyed. And it just shows that we're not coordinating from the inside and they're not getting a great customer experience. Um, so coordination is just kind of table stakes, right? 
alignment with medical. I think that's taking a more central seat at the table now. And in this new world order that we have, you know, commercial and sales, everyone needs to develop a customer centric strategy, all three stakeholders. You know, reps to me, even though the model is changing, even though the QVIA data and the Viva data tells you that, you know, HCPs are engaging more virtually. Reps are still the custodian of the relationship in a lot of ways. I don't see that changing um, right now. But we need to empower those reps. They need to have much more information at their fingertips to deliver the right message at the right time. You know, we've got to leverage our data sets. We've got to link them. And everyone talks about this. And what does it mean to link those data sets? Tying it back to that customer engagement journey. Who's our customer, right? Where are they on the engagement journey? How have we been interacting with that customer? And most importantly, how successful have we been? Do we need to change our approach? And I think that when we put that type of information in a digestible way in front of the rep, we can empower them to deliver a more coordinated, improved message at the right time. You know, the other thing I think we need to take into account as part of Omnichannel is payer stakeholders and back of the office stakeholders, right? This is not just about the HCP, you know, prior authorizations, paperwork, training and onboarding patients. Pharma can help in delivering a much improved and more coordinated experience there. And to me, that's a, a big piece of brand satisfaction and um, a more coordinated engagement journey for the HCP at the end of the day. You know, and so how is our customer experience delivering in those those areas? How do you do this? You've got to build an executional roadmap. You've got to build a communications plan that integrates sales, medical and marketing across the journey. You got to prioritize what messages are going to be sent by each group. So everyone has their swim lengths. Um, but at the same time, everyone knows what they're doing, what the other person's doing. You've got to align your paid and media plans to eliminate redundancy and oversaturation, which there is just a ton of, and frivolous cross-functional spending. And you've got to align your customer groups, your internal stakeholders on common set of customer engagement and communication goals. And, you know, how do you do that? It's not easy, right? You've got to get everyone on the same page, but there's some governance that you need to do to get everyone on board. And leadership's just got to take the reins on this and make sure that everyone's got clearly aligned goals. Absolutely. And just close the loop here. Ultimately, we really must pay attention to how we design our data and MarTech platform roadmap and focuses on design here. That's the action verb. It has to be in sync with the customer needs and the experience we set out to build. It has to be uh, that roadmap that is easier to assess organizational omnichannel maturity at the platform level. And in many cases, you know, it doesn't require a wholesale multi-million dollar three-year investment. I know that a lot of Juice's customers really challenge us, you know, mid-size, small-size pharma. Am I really being left behind? Um, you know, what is that level of investment that I have to put up front? And Truly what it means is just acting more strategically, more intently on your insights and data, really put that customer data in one place, actually use it uniformly across teams. We talked so much today about the fluidity of customer experience, about this being a journey, about overcoming the friction point. Bring these first principles into how you set up your tech in-house, how you treat the processes, how do you treat the workflow? Because at the end of the day, they are designed to ensure that fluidity and connectivity of the data 
that will continue informing your understanding of your customers. Better use your existing tech. You already invested in Viva, Adobe, Salesforce, or QV, Atelium. The list goes on, right? But are you really enabling it to perform to its true function and improve omnichannel engagement and, and measurement? Assess your tech. Make it work harder. I cannot stress enough. This is not IT's job. This is not innovation's job. This is marketing job. That's where it needs to sit. We all need to be conversant on that level of data and data deployment. And really look for opportunities to better unify the data and implement those emerging technologies. You know, sky is really the limit. Again, if the North Star is set right, and it's all about that single view of the customer and customer centricity. Those are all great points. And I kind of wanted to bring our conversation to a close here in terms of if you had to sum up our discussion today, the industry is feeling the pressure to demonstrate advancement omnichannel capabilities and their impact on the business. Is there another roadmap to this complexity? Absolutely, Jack. And if you've attended industry events or spoken to any colleagues at other companies, it may appear a bit chaotic. And this chaos can lead to overthinking overinvestment, and in the end, missing the whole point of what we set out to do here. It's really time to stop the omnichannel madness and focus on what matters, achieving better customer engagement. That's what Jen was so passionate about today. Absolutely. It's, it is the keep it simple, stupid principle. You know, we have a tendency to get overwhelmed. We want to do all the things. You know, I've, I've been in both small and large organizations and, you know, with a ton of resources, with less resources, no matter what the size of the organization is, you just have to simplify things. Things. You know, simplify and centralize the way we view and segment our customers, how we work and transcend traditional silos where we can break down those barriers. And Katya, like you said, leverage the data and technology you've already invested in to enhance engagement. It's not going to solve all your problems. That's okay. But actually, let's just, you know, bite small pieces of this off. You will start to see that impact when you think about a customer experience first and then kind of back into it with what you have. So... Yeah, I think that's the way to do it is just keep it simple. True that. And folks, we've got through all of this today without even mentioning AI. Unbelievable. <laughs> Save it for the next one. Yeah. I think that might be the first podcast I've had in months that hasn't included AI. But Jen, Katya, I really appreciate you being on the show here and providing your insights. Thanks Thank for you for having us. us. 